This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network. Welcome to Dynamic Thriving Podcast. This podcast will assist you in your quest to be, do, and have anything you desire by highlighting coaches, intuitives, energy specialists, and light workers. This is your host, Mary Ann Pack, spiritual guide and oracle for the many. Welcome to Dynamic Thriving Podcast. This is your host, Mary Ann Pack, your spiritual guide into all things life transformational. And today's podcast, we have our guest who is a dear friend of mine and colleague, Dr. Laura Monk. I am so thankful that you are here with us to talk about um, the sexuality of our older selves as older women. Mm. So thank you, Dr. Laura, for joining me. Uh, Thank you, Marianne. Thank you for the invitation. I'm really excited to be here and talk about one of my favorite subjects. (laughs) I imagine. So you are, first we're going to set our intention because I always like to do that. And um, let's set our intention during this segment of our day that whenever you listen to this, that you set this intention to commit to being more open to allowing physical pleasures of any kind in your life Mm. so that we move forward in feeling good, spirit, mind, and body. So I'd just like to ask you, Laura, to tell us a little bit about who you are and what good things you bring into the world. Mm, yes, thank you for that invitation, Marianne. And uh, I uh, have been a psychotherapist for uh, some time, working largely in the field of um, domestic and sexual violence and abuse and trauma. And uh a couple of years ago, I began to transition into coaching and I have been training for the last year with Layla Martin on her sex, love and relationship coaching certification. Mm. And uh, I have this beautiful transformation um, for myself and the new clients that I'm working with today, whereby we're moving away from um, some of the difficulties around sex and sexuality and more towards fulfilling our potential, Uh, thinking of all the many aspects of ourselves in which we could be fulfilled. Uh, Our sexual selves often don't really um get thought of or discussed in that way oh, for sure. so yeah and there is so much potential um often untapped um and i love that you use the word pleasure at the start because you know that's a um a very significant aspect of fulfilling our erotic potential is to be connected to our pleasure bodies and again rather than our pain bodies our pleasure bodies and what feels so good um, in our bodies. I, I like that. I, 
I just feel like it's it's something that especially women and and maybe even us older women more so is because we've given, given, given so much mm. that it's really, really difficult for us to receive. Yeah. To think that we deserve pleasure. Mm-hmm. Even just, you know, just small desires mm. that bring us pleasure or, mm. you know, beyond, you know, sexual pleasures. It's just, mm-hmm. just, uh, we're, I think we get really stifled in not being able to receive Yeah. So our topic today is reconnecting with your sexual self as an older woman. So Mm -hmm. listen up, older gals, because this (laughs) one is for us. And I'm putting myself in that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. So so what got you interested in being um, a coach for older ladies? You're you're a sex, love and relationship coach. So Mm kind of wrap that all around. Mm Mm-hmm. What became your interest? What spurred that interest? Yeah, so I talked about that transition and yeah, what spurred that um, was a series of major life events, beginning with a divorce um, Mm -hmm. and um, being left for another woman and having been through the menopause and um, not having had sex for a number of years, um, not being desired by my partner my husband um leaving me in a place where I really didn't feel very good about myself I was in my early 50s and um I I didn't want to be on my own um and I was suddenly on my own and I was facing the prospect of dating and of moving into a relationship with a different body um, than the last time I entered a, a, a relationship. And I was pretty scared about that. Um, in fact, I didn't even know whether I could actually have sex. I, I contacted an older friend of mine mm-hmm. who was in her 70s and kind of asked her quite like outright, you know, is it even possible, you know, if you've been through the menopause and you haven't had any, uh, sex for years and, you know, is there anything I need to do? You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> I think it seems like crazy now, um, now looking back. Um, but I really, I just didn't know. I was really out of tune with my sexual self. Mm. And um, I uh, found out that my body was in perfect working order and um, I, I, I met a wonderful man um, who um, really switched me on to a way of being in my body um, mm. that was different to anything I had ever known. And a whole new world opened up to me and I was having this incredibly beautiful sensual experiences of the like that I'd never known before and I was discovering that deep emotional uh, connection and the um, and the spirituality of sex of sex being sacred Um, and it was so new to me Marianne Uh, I just loved this new world that I stepped into and it really changed the course of my work. I left 
academia. I was teaching at the time in a, a university. I was teaching humanistic counselling practice. Uh, I'd left that job behind and just made up my mind to start teaching women about the things I'd learned through my Tantra training and really spreading some of the love and pleasure and joy that I had found to other women of my age and beyond, you know, the second half of your life, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you see some of the kind of things that you went through that women that come to you for coaching, for help, um, do they even know that some of this is missing or do you kind of have to reawaken some of these ideas or do you just come in and say, I just don't feel good. I want more, or I want to be with somebody, but I don't even know how to get started. Yeah. Yeah. Kind so like you said that, that mm -hmm. you didn't even know this was available. No, I, I didn't know it was available. Um, although, you know, I always had this sense that something wasn't quite right. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I, I, I always had these kind of fantasies of, of sex being this kind of dreamy, beautiful, mm -hmm. kind of um, like hazy, yeah, like very, like a very dreamlike quality, a lot of beauty and um, sensuality to it that I hadn't, I just hadn't encountered in uh, an actual person <laughs> um you know and if i had mentioned it um to my partner um then i it was kind of met with um dismissal um you know like you've got your head in books or you've been watching too many movies or you know it's just like that <laughs> you know uh you know bringing me down to earth with a bump and yes, yeah, so I kind of sensed my intuition and my body told me there was something more. But I, I guess I was just unfortunate in my partners um, that I just didn't I didn't discover that until my late 50s. So, um, yeah, so very often to go back to your question, very often. People don't know. Women don't know. Um, they are, like you say, giving, 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 over giving, overworking you know, overcompensating in um, a lot of areas, overeating, uh, over a lot of things, you know, to, um, to soothe or suppress or ignore um, their bodies, really. I mean, it's not to say that any of those things necessarily means that. It's just that this part of us, our sexual selves, is available to all of us and um, if you have not got switched on or turned on to that part of you then you're not really going to know um, unless there's something that shows you that so true and you were talking about you know you had this kind of a dreamy idea of what an intimate relationship should be like mm. you know there's so many, we're talking about age differences, you know, in the movies and stuff, we see this fairy tale romance and it's beautiful and sensual. And, and yet there's no older women in those pictures most of the time. Mm. So mm. that gives us the message again of the stigma is 
older women don't do this. This is taboo. We don't talk about this. This is offensive. Your body, your old body Mm. is not that spry, young, voluptuous, tender body. Mm. You're old and wrinkly or you've had babies or whatever it is. And your shape isn't perfect or ideal air quotes. Yeah. Like as if we're old and to be tossed away. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, of course, all women are judged in, um, oh, and feel judged um, about their bodies. You know, there is supposed to be this perfect ideal. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's an extra layer of um, criticism and judgment and shaming um, for older women. It's like, you know, it, it can't be an older body can't be beautiful or sexy or, you know, that just the um, an older woman and a sexy body aren't two things that can occur at the same time. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, right. um, and that, yeah, there, there are real um, lack of examples in literature um, for older women. There are some, and I have, I have, um, I have seen some beautiful movies actually, and they're very, very tender, very touching. I'm thinking of, um, film stars don't die in Liverpool um, and also um, Harold and Maud if you've seen either of those really tender portraits of women aging and dying actually both of those um, the, the women die and you know they're um, they're in these very beautiful tender romantic relationships both of them with a much younger man much younger who kind of just they're more like companions who are I guess, switching them on. They've got something beautiful together. Really interesting portraits. I'd love to see much more of those types of uh, narratives. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, and you were talking about, I know we've had other conversations and you talk about that older women have a, a, an additional like subset of barriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So even around some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So certainly like, um, yeah, like we've said there, you know, there is an extra layer of judgment and criticism around the body, you know, around how we look and how we look as older women, whether, whether it's kind of appropriate or nice to present yourself as sexy you know, whether that's a bit gross or, you know, whether it's um, just um, offensive in some way. Um, I guess it's okay if some movie stars do it. You know, I I saw um, Cher was in the paper uh, over here in the UK, The Guardian. Cher, she's 74 and, Mm -hmm. you know, still looking amazing and, you know, just completely rocking it as um, in her 70s. Um, And I mean... There were, I looked at the comments and there were some criticisms, you know, the same old, lame old, uh, she's had plastic surgery, blah, blah, blah. You know, so there is this kind of criticism that of, of the external appearance, but also older women have um, internal bodily changes, physical changes, you know, um, atrophy, dryness, um, all sorts of, issues that actually affect you um, during intimacy. I mean, but none of them um, 
none of them can't be overcome. You know, there is no problem that an older woman has that can't be overcome if she still wants to have um, an active se sex life, if she wants intimacy. It's just a matter of doing things differently and adapting um, to right. your body's needs and what you need as partners. I mean, that's the, that's the same for anybody that wants to improve their sex life. You know, there's certain um, tools or methods and practices that um, and anybody would do of any age to make intimacy more pleasurable. Right. Yeah. And I would think there would be some even medications and things that would kind of get in the way of even, I know we hear about medications for men that it squelches their sex drive, but they have to affect women too, don't, don't they? <laughs> I mean, aren't there medications and things that women may have to take that just really kind of slow it down almost to yeah. non-existent? Yeah, there are. Yeah, you know, there's uh, like antidepressants are a good example, you yeah. know, um, which is such a sad thing because, um, yes, particularly uh, SSRIs, um, which can really affect your libido. Um, you know, they can affect you in all sorts of ways and cause anorgasmia, um, uh, an inability to orgasm, um, which is a sad thing because, you know, actually, if you were having a, a pleasurable sex life, if you're having good intimacy and plenty of orgasms, you're probably less likely to be depressed in the first place. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's quite true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so wow. certainly medication affects your, your sexuality, yeah, for men and women, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked before about, you know, sometimes women come to you in a relationship or not in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to some of the differences that maybe they come to you needing coaching Mm. what they're working with because they're mm. either in one or they're out of one and maybe want one or maybe they mm. don't want one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So people are in all sorts of situations um, where the intimacy is not happening or is not good um, or is unwanted or wanted, you know, some situation um, whereby a woman wants something else. If she's with somebody it may be that uh, she's, um, she's desiring to have good sex, better sex, or even some sex, <laughs> um, you know, if it's just stopped, um, which it does very often um, for couples of all ages, actually, but, you know, particularly older couples um, who maybe have encountered some problems as they're aging, um, and it also may be the opposite too. It may be that um, maybe the woman doesn't want sex, but her husband still is desiring sex on a regular basis. And it's just really become a chore, you know, a burden. And it's just another source of stress. And, um, you know, I really celebrate women who are coming to find out through coaching, um, 
how they might work with me on issues like that because you know it takes courage um it takes um a certain willingness to be open and uh some self-examination to look at yourself and what you might be doing um what you could do differently um and uh it makes me really happy because these women they're then on a journey where they're going to really change the way that they feel in their bodies. You know, that's always the key. Uh, it's not really about achieving a goal in sex. It's actually almost always about becoming embodied, becoming present in your body, about moving out of your head and into your body. Um, so, yeah, so women in relationship, but also women uh, not in a relationship, as I was, as I was describing earlier. You know, maybe, the, maybe the relationship's finished. Maybe there was a divorce. Maybe, maybe even the woman lost her partner. Maybe he died and she's gone through a period of grieving and doesn't want to be alone anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really... A really daunting prospect if you've only had um, um, a long marriage with one person, for example, you know, and you, you, your body's gone through all these changes. It's like being a very, a very, very different person than, you know, when you were a teenager or in your 20s or 30s even, you know, when your body's in the second half of your life and you've been through the menopause, it's a very different prospect and can be a difficult and daunting prospect. The idea of connecting to another man in any way, um, you know, let alone intimacy, just the idea of um, flirting or, <laughs> or being alone with a, a different man or, you know, before you even get to the, um, you know, don't want to see my body kind of worries, you know, there's this layer upon layer of reasons to um, become worried. So yeah, all sorts of ways that people can um, benefit from coaching and really getting that support and reconnection to their body, reconnection to their sexual selves that actually they may never have been connected to. You know, it may, they may be late bloomers like I was, um, <laughs> you know, coming to um, this aspect of their body uh, later in life and um, what, what gifts there are really. I, I love all that explanation. I, mm -hmm. there's just, yeah, I can just imagine, you know, I know stories I've told myself, so I can just, I, well, I can't imagine all the stories that, that women tell themselves about whether they can or they can't, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, you know, the desire may be there, but they just don't know where to go with it um, because they don't even know where to start. Yeah. That um, you help them to, like you said, even just discovering, well, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. You know, do you help them actually discover that? Because I'm sure there's some women who just simply don't even know what they want. They know they want to feel better or they know I want something more, 
but maybe they can't even put their finger on it yet. Yeah, absolutely. That's always my first session. It's called a discovery call. Um, it's a really in-depth call. It's about two hours, um, can be more, um, to really get clear on what a woman wants. When she talks to me about her desires relating to sex, love and relationships, it can take some time to get really clear. Often, she might have an idea that is quite surface level. And actually, you know, when you go deeper and deeper, there's something much deeper and more meaningful than the, um, than the initial thought that she had. You know, it, it may be to, um, it may be to start dating or, you know, to, um, to feel more confident um, with, um, with a man um, if somebody hasn't dated for some time. But going way, way, way deeper than that, it will usually be something more fundamental about a deeper acceptance of the self, uh, a deeper um, self-love, something within that she desires to feel really good about herself before the um, focus goes on to anybody else, another man or anybody else. You know, yeah. there may be something really deep that she's never even had yeah. that's underlying actually the steps that's got her to coaching, you know, some deep, deep yearning to really know who she is and to feel good about being in her body um, and connecting to that authentic sexual self that she, yeah she just may never have got that close to really mm -hmm. or I know you work so much with you know trauma victims and that kind of thing and and mm -hmm. help them to be survivors and then moving beyond that yeah so you know, speak to maybe some of the, the ladies' mindsets that may be around that. Maybe they're still holding on to something and mm. they need both help, you know? Yeah. So how, how do you move them from still feeling like a victim? You mm. know, what, what do you do help ladies with that? Yeah, and uh, actually, um, I've had quite a lot of experience of when couples come um, for counseling. This is before coaching, you know, couples therapy. Um, and it turn, turns out that the woman has had some sexual abuse or violence in her life. And it's really affecting her, uh, affecting their sex life. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really about facilitating healing about her being guided through a process where she can heal that pain and guilt and shame that may have been um, buried for very many years. And again, learning to love her body, learning to love mm -hmm. and accept herself, um, you know, at the very core of herself, finding that self-love and acceptance 
and moving beyond the core to the entire body um, as a sexual woman. And um, I guess, you know, as, well, depending on which figures you read, um, more likely one in three women have been uh, sexually abused or sexually assaulted globally. So, you know, it's going to be the case that a good proportion of women showing up right. um, in therapy or coaching um, are going to have some uh, sexual trauma. Um, I mean, that's true of men and women. The figure isn't sure. so high for men, um, but it's still, um, I, I, it's still a significant issue for men too. So for women, we would work much in the same way um, in therapy, depending on where she was on her recovery um, from surviving to thriving. Um, but a lot of the coaching exercises, they're very embodied and it's actually possible to work in an embodied way with trauma, with sexual trauma or any kind of trauma that's really very effective and I find works much more quickly than just talking. And I know there is a, um, there is a saying, you can't talk your way out of trauma. Um, and I must say, I do see faster results with more embodied practices. For example, you know, I've worked for many, many years with um, the inner child my very first placement as a counsellor was with an agency for survivors of child sex abuse. So um, our training included working with the inner child and working with dissociation, um, working with um, multiple um, identities that some people have when they've learned to dissociate um, during uh, sexual abuse in childhood I've worked a lot with the inner child in a in an explaining and supporting and showing how to connect with the inner child so that the client goes off and does that work on their own yeah. but in coaching it's much more embodied and we will um, work together I will guide clients through very embodied practice where they may um, talk, actually talk to their inner child. They will imagine their inner child mm -hmm. sitting. This will be on the floor, on pillows, and getting connected to the inner child and talking to them and understanding them and understanding their needs and loving them and integrating. You know, it's really beautiful work. It's very, very powerful. Um, and I love that about this type of coaching that it doesn't really matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what's happened to you or, you know, what you believe about yourself or, or what experiences you've had that may leave you thinking you're damaged or, you know, beyond help or, you know, or not worthy. A lot of women have this lack of worthiness and, undeservingness yeah. yes, yes. around sex like you know they've had all these experiences and they should you know they, they shouldn't really go beyond just being okay they don't you know really think they're worthy of um 
all the gifts that um, intimacy has to offer. Um, they can get very shut down. So this coaching work really opens women up to the possibilities. It, it creates this openness, this heart opening and soul opening and womb opening. You know, just opening everything up and finding these ways of connecting and accepting and healing and loving. It's really beautiful, powerful practices. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. I, I love to hear that. And mm. you also teach a lot about self-care. I mean, that that has to be all wrapped up. It, to me, it's almost like, again, you know, being a busy thinker in myself and, and constantly having something going on. And, and, you know, both of us working, you know, longer hours. And even though we're, mm. you know, I'm in my 60s and uh, it's just, it's like the busyness mm, just seems yeah. to take over and get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how can we have some self-care time yeah. to we actually have to. <laughs> ease, ease back into, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that intimacy? We have to make time for it. You know, um, it's really, really important. And it's a, uh, it's a false, it's an, it's an illusion to think that you have to fill all your time up. Hmm. To think that, you know, being busy, 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 busy all day is the way to productivity. Um, you know, you, you can be more productive by working less. You hmm. will create space and expansion for more creativity. Uh, and you will have more power and capacity for love and healing and compassion. You will feel more rested and able to be more authentic and um, be able to express yourself more clearly when you are rested, when you are practicing self-care mm -hmm. and always um, the embodied type of practices. You know, the, the more you can get in your body the more that you will flourish in all areas of your life, you know, whether that's mm. um, exercise or intimacy or being creative or just going out and having fun. Um, you know, so many of us are so in our heads. Yes. Um, of course, we're on the um, particular <laughs> moment half the world's on Zoom. Um, but, you know, th thinking and... Um, planning and organizing and all of these very cerebral activities you know they need a balance mm -hmm. you know we have to get creative get out in nature get some fresh air um i'm a big advocate of of getting into nature it's so good for mental health and being amongst trees you know um there's so much research to show the goodness of trees you know just walking in the forest forest bathing Yes, uh, yes. in the OQ, you know, it's it's it, it's a de-stressor. You know, we really need a balance. Um, overworking is bad on so many levels, and it's and I know I understand that trap that you can fall into when you think that you can't work any any less. And you know, it it is. I understand it. It it really is a reality for many people. Um, and I was in that trap 
um, you know, working in a university. And I left my job in, in the end. There didn't seem to be any way out of that. There was just simply more work than was possible to complete in the daytime. Yes. Um, you know, and people were um, taking work home and they were using their holiday time for researching and writing. Um, you know, it's just so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand you can, can get trapped in that. And I would also say it's still a choice. You know, it's still a choice at the end of the day. And sometimes we have to make really difficult choices if we are going to be um, happier and healthier and live more pleasurable lives. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that's for sure. I can, I can see where, I mean, I personally have to practice more self-care. Mm-hmm. I don't allow myself. And it's again, that receiving thing. It's, it's always easier for us to give, 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 do, 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 instead of quietly and gently receiving and, you know, expecting that, like you said, the worthiness of it, that we're deserving that I like also that you mentioned about creativity. So let's talk just a little bit about how when we actually get into our authentic selves Mm. and set aside self-care, self-love time and Mm. and how that creativity expands. Because I re there are so many women who start their businesses late Mm. in life. Yes. Later, after 60 or even, you know, even later. I mean, if you look at Grandma Moses, the painter, she was, what, 80? Something like that when she started painting. It was very late in life. I Don't hold me to 80, but that just rings a bell. And then I also think of, you know, I love listening to Louise Hay's transformational information. And she talks about her mother starting so late, you know, starting a foundation, an organization for legacy, for leaving a legacy. And I think she didn't do that till she was 80. So, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to have this creativity come about in these later years, we, this is possible. Yeah. Have to be shriveled up, wrinkled old prunes. (laughs) We don't. We we don't have to be that. So let's talk a little bit about the creative advantage that you receive when you start becoming authentically embodied who you who yeah. you to be. Yeah, I guess a lot of that is about um, having more time. You know, once um, women are no longer raising families, perhaps when they're retired, or perhaps. Um, their partner is retired and um, they uh, perhaps have planned to have more time together and, or, and apart and doing their own things. Um, you know, so part of it is time, but part of it is when you become switched on to your body, um, particularly your authentic self and your sensuality and your sexuality, you know, these are all connected to creativity. You know, if I'm thinking here of the the chakra system, which I work with a lot in my work, 
you know, the sacral chakra, um, that whole pelvic bowl, you know, it's the, it's the home of creativity, yes. and sensuality and emotional stability, you know, just even, um, you know, rocking your hips and doing some pelvic circles, you know, you can actually feel into that creativity, that creative part of you, you know, that is ready to birth uh, anything you desire, really, whether that's in um, love or business, uh, life, you know, really any desire you have, you can find a way to achieve that through many, many practices that connect you with your body. You know, you're really connecting to these pieces of you that know um, what they want. You know, we have all this True. wisdom in yes. the body. Yes. You know, yes. The body knows um, often more than the head, which is sometimes <laughs> full of nonsense. You know, the, the body knows. The body is just this store of wisdom that when we get connected to it, when we feel into it, when we really feel into our bodies, we can connect to what it is that we really desire in all areas of our life. And this, um, this pelvic bowl that houses the, the sexuality, you know, the sexual energy, we can use that energy to power us in, again, in so many areas of our life. You know, I think people, many people have been um, switched on an understanding of sexual energy um, going way, way back, understanding the power of that in business, the magnetism, um, the charisma, you know, that's sexual energy, you know, yes. that will get you a long, long way <laughs> in business, you know, so it's, it, these are powerful tools that we've got within our bodies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And even uh, Napoleon Hill wrote a chapter yeah. in his book, Think and Grow Rich on yes. sexual transmutation. Exactly. The power yeah. of that energy Mm -hmm. can also be transmuted into business, creativity, yes. uh, yes. planning, um, growth, mm -hmm. evolution. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's powerful stuff. This, and this was, what, back in the 30s or so? Yeah, yeah. 1930s, something like that. Yeah, so such growth, a long time ago. Think and grow rich. Yes, so, um, nearly 100 years ago now. <laughs> People yeah. still... You know, are quite the new people, to that idea. Yes, absolutely. I have I have copies of it on my shelf and study it. So, um, so speak to just a little bit about tantra because I know mm. I, I I know there are many of us who mm. do not really have an understanding. Even if you can just give us an an overview, mm. of what, because I know that's a big part of your studies and your coaching. Yeah, yeah, it has um, it has uh, a foundation of tantra, uh, and tantra is an ancient um, mm. practice, uh, set of practices and philosophy that comes from India. It's a combination of Taoist and yogic um, traditions. Uh, the Sanskrit word tantra literally means to weave. Um, so it's weaving together um, 
many different aspects of um, of practices that really at the heart of Tantra, it's an understanding that sex can be just another route to enlightenment. You know, we don't have to follow, um, follow uh, a path that doesn't include all the pleasures of the body. We can get to the stage of spirituality and interconnection and enlightenment through sexual experiences. Um, So it's really about becoming more aware and present and connected to one's own body and to other bodies as sexual beings. Um, And that's one version of Tantra. There are many different versions of Tantra. and you would call a lot of modern day Tantra, Neo Tantra, um, which can be a little bit disconnected from, or a lot <laughs> connected from classical Tantra. So the, the training that I've done, it's, it's a, a combination of classical and Neo Tantra. Um, so it's really understanding sex as a beautiful thing, as a way of connecting to your body, to yourself, to another, and to the universe. It has a very spiritual aspect to it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. We don't even think, I don't know, probably because of the age that we grew up in and all that, that, uh, you know, everything was, oh, don't talk about sex. Don't talk about Mm -hmm. anything sensual. Don't talk about the body. You know, Mm -hmm. for so long, that was just so suppressed. And, And now I feel like, maybe people are a little more open to start having a conversation, you know, Mm. speaking out someone like you that would actually help them because I'm sure years ago that was not available. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Things have really moved a lot, you know, um, in, in the last couple of decades, particularly the last decade, you know, um, you are seeing more about Tantra. It used to be this like kind of, very very weird thing I mean a lot of people still don't know about it I I get asked about it I use people usually say oh isn't it that weird thing that sting does (laughs) the pop star sting in the UK was there was a story about him I I don't know I think it must have been the 90s when apparently he was up all night and you know with his wife Trudy and that's what they were practicing tantra like very warped version of what it is um but you know things have really shifted um like well yoga is a really good example you know yoga is very connected you can have tantric yoga um Mm. and like practically everyone's doing yoga today um but years ago it was seen as really really fringe really weird i used to practice yoga um in the 80s um i practiced yoga through both my pregnancies and um people used to think i was really weird going to yoga um so you know things have really really changed because obviously it's completely mainstream now yoga right and i see i see tantra becoming more mainstream as the time goes on because we need this kind of connection you know as um as a people we have become so disconnected from our bodies and disconnected from nature and from Mother Earth and from the universe. You know, Tantra is really, um, it's like a medicine. 
right now that's really it, it can really get you where you want to be if you are interested in getting away from patriarchy and the old masculine way of doing things towards the divine feminine and more feminine ways of doing things more heart-centered um you know it's um i l absolutely love tantra and it, it it chimes so well with my original counseling practice uh counseling training as well actually that presence and authenticity and connection but just applying it to sex you know applying it to the sexual self mm. you know it's um it's so it's so rich and so beautiful yeah that's amazing <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that much about it. I think I have a book on it, but it's, you know, it's <laughs> like something I haven't spent any time to to even explore. Yeah. So I love that you offer that. And so how can people work with you? Because I want I, the whole point of highlighting you is that I get to <laughs> share your work with other people. So oh, thank tell you. Us a little bit about how someone can work with you. Yes, yeah, sure. Well, my um, my main program for older women, so women of midlife and beyond any age, is called the Grace Program, and it's a three month co coaching package where I would take a woman, as I said, beginning from getting real clarity around her desires, and once we get clear on the desires, then we can work out. How to get there so it's a kind of combination of uh, tantra practices which are mainly breath work and um, self-pleasure touch practices getting to love the body know the body accept the body understand the body as a place of pleasure power and resources and then working on the specifics so through the blocks and barriers and the specifics to how to reach whatever desire it is that a woman has, I will support her um, in a weekly 90 minute coaching session um, mm -hmm. during the three months to achieving her desires. And that's the Grace program. Um, I do have a uh, Graces collective that women can go into once they've been through a program, um, which is a longer term uh, group program and brand new starting in 2021, I have another community called the Ageless Goddess uh, membership program, <laughs> which is, yes, uh, it's super juicy. That sounds and juicy. I am so I like looking that. forward. Yeah, I'm just so looking forward to this community, Marianne, um, because we're going to have a Facebook group, which is also called Ageless Goddess. And, um, and we're going to have monthly meetings and talks like we're talking now, but with a group of women. I'm going to be calling in experts and we're going to be talking about all things related to sex, love and relationships. And there's going to be a whole bunch of resources on there and really helping women to feel safe and supported and nurtured. You know, maybe like a... Sometimes for a coaching package may seem like a big step to actually, you know, commit to a big piece of work around this area. Um, and it may feel safer to 
dip your toe into the waters with um, other women who are also exploring um, intimacy issues. Uh, so that's um, Ageless Goddess, and that's beginning in uh, in the new year. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, I've got to sign up for that one. <laughs> yes. So you can find Dr. Laura's uh, website at drlauramonk.com. Mm-hmm. And then also look for this ageless beauty. Uh, I'm sorry, ageless goddess mm-hmm. that is on her website because she yeah. she has the offer there for you to participate in this. It's a members only group. So it's a private group. It's not mm-hmm. like it's public and everybody's looking at our posts. You know? So she, that's what she's saying. She's, con- she's creating a safe container. So you can ask questions, you can be involved, you can be in the group sessions. Mm -hmm. So uh, look for her ageless goddess. Um, This is going to be a tremendous help. Like she said, if you want to dip your toe in the water, you're maybe not ready for a full-blown coaching program, but you can do this. Mm. And you know she has some, maybe some other calls too, that that you may want to just, you know, touch base with her and see if, if uh, you need a session, see if a session would even boost you a little bit further. So um, yes. Uh, How can they, it's on, the group is going to be posted on Facebook, correct? Well, there's a Facebook group um, and that's one of the resources on the Ageless Goddess membership uh, program. So that will be on my website uh, it's already on my website there's a page oh, on there now it's not beginning until the new year but um i posted on that web page um so that's drlauramonk.com forward slash ageless um dash goddess and uh, on that page there's some some information about it and i've said there that you can email me and go on the waiting list for that program when it starts in the new year it's actually um it's a paid program but i'm offering um a free place on that program to your listeners marianne they just Mm. have to email me and um use the code marianne in the subject title of the email title just write marianne uh, so that i know you're coming via marianne's show and i will give you a a free place on my Ageless Goddess membership program. Wow. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. And You're also welcome. her email is info mm-hmm. at drlauramonk.com. That's it. And doctor is just dr. 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 Laura Monk. Mm-hmm. So do you have any closing words of wisdom you would like to leave with us? Because this has been a delight. It's mm. eye-opening, it's stimulating, it's thought-provoking, it's possibilities. Yeah, so many possibilities. Women yeah, absolutely. Explore. Yeah, yeah. And I would encourage you to explore and connect and get more into your body. You know, there's... Um, There's a piece of you that is yearning to be seen um, and noticed as a sexual woman. So maybe take some time just to connect with her, 
while you're on your own, you know, maybe mm. feel into her, imagine her, have a conversation with her, find out how she's feeling, what she would like, whether she would like to be more noticed and how you might facilitate that process uh, for that really beautiful piece of you inside. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for mm. sharing your work and all these beautiful things that you're bringing for us older women. And of course, younger women too, also. They're, yeah. You, I know you also coach with um, couples and younger people, but this is a special day for us older gals. So I mm. think, thank you so much. Thank you, Marianne. I really appreciate it. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Dynamic Thriving Podcast. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss any of these conversations. And also, you're always welcome and invited to visit our website, maryannpack.com for all of our services. Um, we have free offers. We have uh, Ask the Many. Uh, you can ask your questions to My Spirit Guides the Many. Um, you can shop there for Intuition, which is the anointing oil blend that I received from the Many, and also to donate if you choose to. So remember, you are joy looking for a way to express. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. Please like, comment, and be sure to subscribe. Also, visit our website, maryannpack.com, for all of our services. Remember, you are joy, looking for a way to express.